Bernie Sanders is dripping with praise for China again. Uh, AOC, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, fears that as glaciers melt, prehistoric diseases will be revived, killing us all again. Ilhan Omar wants the United Na Nations to control our borders, and that's always a good idea. And Burger King has hit a home run that may change the way we eat in the future. Let's talk about it. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Happy Labor Day! Yes, where everyone's off on Monday, I can tell that usually I wasn't even I wasn't even going to do this podcast today, but I decided, you know what, let's be consistent, do it anyway. Uh, it's been a pretty good weekend, unfortunately, we get to have to go to work again tomorrow, but the good news is, it's only a four-day week, so that's okay, I can handle that. So let's get back, let's get to the news, and it looks like the left, there wasn't actually, last week was not a heavy news week, it was actually kind of quiet, but uh, let's take a look at uh, some things that were just basic stupidity, we can get in there, we'll talk a little bit about it. First off, let's talk about Bernie Sanders. According to Bernie, China has done more to end poverty than the United States, and we need to take some lessons from China. Here's what he said today. Do you believe China represents an existential threat to the American worker? No, I wouldn't use the word existential threat. You know, I think China uh, is a country that is moving, unfortunately, in a more authoritarian way in a number of directions. Uh, we would have hoped that they would move toward a democratic, more democratic form of government and moving in the opposite direction. Um, and they are a country that vigorously protects their own interests. But what we have to say about China, in fairness to China and its leadership, is if I'm not mistaken, they have made more progress in addressing extreme poverty than any country in the history of civilization. Okay, so they've done a lot of things for their people. Uh, their economy now is struggling, uh, but I think it is absolutely possible for us to have a positive working relationship with China. What I said back then and what I believed is that the function of permanent normal trade relations with China was pretty obvious to me. It is a legislation, trade agreement written by large profitable corporations who wanted cheap labor in China. So what they wanted it was a trade agreement which made it easier for them to shut down in this country and then hire people in China back then for 50 cents an hour, a dollar an hour. Wages have gone up there a bit. But clearly much lower wages, much lower wages than in the United States. That was what that trade agreement was about, and it has cost us many millions of jobs, as has NAFTA. So what I said then and what I say now is trade is extremely important, but you cannot have unfettered free trade written by large corporations and their CEOs. You need trade agreements that are designed to work for working families, for family-based agriculture, not just for the owners of profitable corporations. There are so many things wrong with that statement. It's not even funny. He's telling them how great they're treating their people, yet in the same sentence, he's basically saying how crappy they're treating their people. Um, but this is not a surprise that Bernie thinks all of this. Uh, he's a communist. He's loved the Soviet Union. Uh, remember, this is a guy who went to the Soviet Union and be beganing, si began singing shirtless during a drinking party, the national anthem of the Soviet Union. He's, he is a pure communist. This is a guy who, who loves Cuba, who thinks Cuba is a great country. This is not a normal guy. But here's what uh, Bernie is forgetting about this. I don't know. 
the history, I think he's forgetting the history of China. He must have forgotten about Mao's great leap forward, where Mao vowed to double the production of steel. Between 25 and 40 million people died under his rule. He must have forgotten about the Tiananmen Square massacre, where students protested the killing, which was actually an assassination, of an anti-government, anti-communist activist, leading to the deaths and injuries of thousands. He must have forgotten about the human rights violations, including forced abortions, a limit on the number of children that can be had, sweatshops, and the jailing and torture of those who oppose the government. That's still happening today. Maybe Bernie should take a plane flight to Hong Kong and tell the Hong Kongers, that's what they like to be called, by the way, how good the Chinese are because they don't want the Chinese there. The Hong Kongers are now fighting to keep China out of their free market system because they already know what the Chinese do to the, uh, to, uh, the Chinese. He just better be very careful if he ever decides to go over there because the Chinese military, surprise, surprise, is now, as we speak, walking into China, walking into Hong Kong to suppress those protests, which, by the way, no one really on the, on the left-wing media seems to be covering at all. But there are a few other things that Bernie fails to acknowledge. First, where is he getting this information? From China? You mean to tell me he is honestly believing that China has lowered the poverty level of their, its people? He just said at the end of that statement, they're earning 50 cents to a dollar, so you can't have an unfettered system. Okay, well, if they're only 50, earning 50 cents to, to a dollar a day or an hour or whatever you said, isn't that just show you China doesn't care about their people? <laughs> uh, second, and not to mention, doesn't that just show that they're still in poverty? Second, there's not much extreme poverty in China because those who are extremely poor usually die of starvation. Death has a tendency to adjust statistics. China not only has killed a lot of people, anybody who's against that government, but China has also let people die. So the extremely poor are not eating. They don't have access to water. They don't have access to things that would keep them alive. Finally, China has a better economy because they ha have embraced the free market system. Where, where did they get this idea? Oh, oh, that's right, from the United States. Private companies are moving their manufacturing to China, and is in, and China is encouraging this. McDonald's, Starbucks, and Taco Bell's are popping up in China and in the larger cities. Now, China has went from a pure socialist country to now a fascist country. Their economy is fascist, which means they allow free business. They allow a free market system with heavy regulation. Uh, this is what's really happening. Big argument with the Internet. China is not a communist country anymore. China is a dictatorship with a fascist economy, economic system. We've talked about this in earlier podcasts, so this, this is kind of an important thing. Of course, we need to note that American companies manufacturing China, such as Nike and Apple, are also accused of sweatshop-level labor. So it's not perfect. Nike and China, and Nike and Apple should really pay for what they're doing. All the garbage you hear about how bad this country is, and Nike and, and Apple are just as bad as anybody. 
And those are some of the most left-wing companies out there. So China needs to, to make the free market work. You do need some uh, regulation. I believe most people would actually say that the laissez-faire economic system, which was done in the United States in the early 1900s, this was a system that got us to where we are today, but it was a system that you know, cost kids their lives and their hands because they were allowed to manufacture at an early age. He went on to talk about how corporations were causing this, as if China has nothing to do with its people earning 50 cents an hour. The country can set limits. They don't. The United States sets the limits. But for Bernie, blaming corporations is the most important thing because corporations are the devil, not socialists or fascists or totalitarian regimes. They're not the problem. Why? Because Bernie wants that here. He wants a China-like government. He wants a fascist economic system with a tyrannical government controlling everything. Now, again, you, 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 that does not mean corporations are angelic here. They're not. I mean, corporations are going to try and make money. They're going to try and do whatever they can to make money. And if that means sweatshop, I mean, as much as we talk about Nike and Apple, and they're just a tip of the iceberg. I, I can't stand either. I don't wear Nikes and I don't buy iPhones for this very reason. But Nike and Apple are not the are not angelic country, are not angelic corporations that by any stretch of the imagination. Not only do they promote this sweatshop type uh, production line, and no, ma no matter how many times they are told stop doing it, stop, they haven't stopped. They're still doing it. And no one seems to really care. Tucker Carlson's book, uh, Ship of Fools, actually discusses the tyranny of the Chinese government and talks about how American corporations are taking advantage of that tyranny. So don't get me wrong. Uh, American corporations are far from perfect. Uh, I, I just, but I think Bernie really is, continues. He keeps talking. He's making an ass, an ass out of himself to sit back and keep saying, keep defending these countries. And that's why he is really going to get. I, I really hope he does get the nomination, because he is the epitome of the left. He really stands for leftist ideas, and he believes it. But I think the second he gets in front of Trump, he'll get destroyed, and the country will actually fall apart. Elizabeth Warren's not much different. So when we're talking about Kamala Harris and, of course, Biden, but I think Biden's about done. I, these people are more moderate, but I'm not so sure they're getting anywhere. This country, in my final note on this whole thing, this country is the best country in the world. And I would argue we have very little extreme poverty in this country, far less than China. And the only places that you see extreme poverty are in Democratic-controlled areas. Los Angeles, New York, San Francisco, the, Baltimore. These are the areas where you see extreme party, pe uh, poverty, people sitting on the streets with drug addictions, can't work. Even the poorest of families, not living in extreme poverty, but they are in poverty, still have a television, a car, and the cell phones. They Believe it or not, this country is just not that bad. Even our poor are doing okay. They're doing a ton better than, let's just say, someone in Somalia, which Ilhan Omar never points out, or someone in the Soviet Union, or someone in, I'm sorry, China, or Russia too, for that matter. So Bernie's just wrong here. 
But at least it's nice to see that Bernie sees good in the free market system because he did really bring up that China is doing much better because of the free market system. Now, our next story is courtesy of Alexander Ocasio-Cortez. God, this broad is stupid. I swear. So let me let me explain something. Let me qualify something before I start. One of the reasons I try and do this podcast three days a week and not five days a week is because I actually look for video. And then I take the video, I convert it into an MP3 so I can play it on the podcast, and then you can actually listen to what these people said, and you can acknowledge, you can know what was actually said. Well, I messed up this time. And the reason I messed up this time is because AOC has said so many stupid things this week on Instagram that I actually posted one of her statements earlier this week versus um, <laughs> versus the one I actually was looking for. So she posted a few times on <laughs> on Instagram, and I really need to get an Instagram account because I think the... I really need to watch this gal talk. She just is so out there. It's incredible. And when I watch her on Instagram, she looks insane. I truly believe she probably is drinking way too much uh, Chardonnay while she's cooking her mac and cheese. And she probably needs to ease up off of it before she actually makes an ass out of herself. Not to mention, she can't speak for... She can't talk. She just fumbles around, mumbles and, and like and whatever. It just drives me absolutely insane. I'm an English major. If you end your sentences with an at, I, I, I absolutely cringe. And she's so terrible. So I don't have a clip of her speaking. If you go to my website, you can actually see the first. Uh, that's at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. You can actually see a video I posted of her and just listen to her. Just incredible. But she said a few things this week. The first thing she said is, uh, first off, she seems to be backing down her, oh, 10 years we're all going to die thing, which I think she's backing down because even scientists are looking, even scientists who believe in what she's saying are looking at her and saying, uh, what? So in other words, in 10 years, we're, we're not falling over the cliff. Not to mention economists who actually work with uh, world economy and climate sciences are even saying the same thing. Um, the math doesn't work. But she's still uh, doubling down on this. And she said she said on Monday that, well, you know, we have to spend the $93 trillion because it's going to cost a lot more in the future. And then she sits back and says, well, you know, places like Florida and California and New York will be covered in water. Um, I, I, of course, she doesn't explain that what is $93 trillion actually going to do to stop that anyway, because a lot of, a lot of scientists believe we're going to, we're heading that direction anyway. It's going to be a slow move. It's not going to be very quick and, you know, people can move. And the two Nobel award winning economists said that, okay, well, we can wait till about 2100 and then spend 4% of our GDP to fix, spend, a world can spend uh, 4% of each country's GDP, and that will probably make everything work. So she's just coming out of nowhere. $93 trillion, I don't know where she thinks we're going to get this money. But again, she's a socialist, so she just figures, you know, that money doesn't end. 
Uh, but that's not the other. That's one thing she said. The other thing she said was millennials are so much smarter than uh, baby boomers. Millennials and Gen Zs. They know more about history than uh, baby boomers or Gen Xs and things like that. I I don't know. Um, Well, no, I do know. Yeah, no, no, they're not. They're not. They know so little history of the United States. All they see is slavery. That's all they see. They slave slavery and women can't vote. Slavery ended almost 200 years ago. Women uh, were, were received voting rights about 100 and some odd years ago. 100 years ago, actually. So not exactly sure what she's talking about. Not exactly sure what they're talking about. But no, there's a lot to the United States history. I mean, this is a gal who is basically saying eliminate the Electoral College, yet she doesn't understand. I'm sorry. I'm going to trust Ben Franklin, Sam Adams, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Andrew Jackson far more than I'm going to trust a 30-year-old or 29-year-old, whatever she is, who doesn't seem to know any socialist country, never been to a socialist country. She doesn't seem to have any knowledge of anything. So I don't know. Do me a favor. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe millennials are far smarter, smarter than I am. I, I, I know I, I was working with my ex-girlfriend on studying for the uh, citizenship exam. And when I took the test, I scored a 99% in, a, in the 100 questions. So I must have been doing okay. I must know a little bit about our government. I bet you a dollar I can stop any millennial on the street, any Gen Zer on the street. I will blow them out when it comes to American history. I guarantee you, no one knows anything about. I bet if I asked who was the first Republican president, no one will have any idea who it is. So, no, I don't buy that. So that's her. That's her second statement of the week. Her third statement of the week is that we must stop climate change. We must spend the ninety-three trillion dollars because if the glaciers start melting. The glaciers are going to release prehistoric diseases. Those diseases will somehow find their way to us, probably through seals or dolphins, seals or dolphins or whales or polar bears. I don't, I don't know what they're going to, and somehow get on mosquitoes. And then it, it's, it, we're going to end up with diseases, and we're not going to be able to cure any of those diseases because we've never seen those diseases before. <sighs> And this is where I think she might be drinking a little bit when she does this stuff, because then she sits there and says, and she sits there and say, well, maybe there'll be diseases, but maybe there won't be diseases, but we, the water levels will rise and that will bring other disease. <sighs> she, she, the, the gal is completely scatterbrained. She goes on one subject, then she realizes, maybe she realizes in her head, this is a stupid subject, why am I even saying this? And then she changes the subject, and suddenly her first subject, she's like a really bad Simpsons episode, where it starts out that a cork hits Homer in the eye, and then at the end, he's climbing Mount Everest. Somehow, the transition, except she doesn't transition well, and then you're wondering, okay, how did you get here? And didn't this start with diseases being released from the the glaciers? So, good for you, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. You keep doing it. You keep showing us how intelligent the left is. 
it'll be fantastic for the 2020 election and hopefully your 2024 election as president. Will she qualify? No, 2028 election as president. Well, Ilhan Omar has an awesome idea on how to solve the problem and make you the United States a little bit less the United States and a little bit more everybody else, every other country in the world. So we can actually be Europe, I guess. Um, she has decided that the best way to solve the border crisis is let the UN control the border crisis. Uh, absolutely insane idea. And I'm still wondering why this gal has a job in Congress with all her indiscretions and everything. This gal really needs to go away, at least be taken, taken off her committees. So listen to this stuff here. Listen, folks, we're really losing our moral high ground. I say this in committee hearings. I say this at every single speech. It doesn't make any sense for us to be committing these kind of human rights violations, to have these policies in the way that we interact with migrants and asylum seekers. If we want to continue to be the kind of country that condemns countries in Africa or Asia or Latin American countries for its treatment of refugees and asylum seekers. So we should do what any other country does by dealing with this situation in a serious way. So we have to bring in the United Nations High Commissioner on Refugees, an agency that has the expertise and the training to handle massive flows of refugees humanely. That's right. We don't know what we're doing, so we should let the United, Na United Nations take care of it. What a great idea. This ticks me off so much because it shows how much Ilhan Omar hates this country. She would rather let other countries like Iran, Russia, China, Pakistan control our country, control our borders because they know far better than we do? Is she insane? Do you think any of the countries in the United Nations have our best interests in mind when they make decisions on how to control a border? And by the way, this is never going to happen. I mean, let's let's call it what it is. It, it's never going to happen. She's talking out her ass. But the reality of the matter is, why is she even... A, she doesn't give a, a darn about this country. She doesn't care. She wants this country under Sharia law, just like her district is in right now. The dis Her district... I'm not going to say that because I, I can't prove it. But but she wants Sharia law. She wants other countries who do not care about this country to control it. Uh, and the United Nations, are you kidding? This is one of the most corrupt organizations in the world. They have had scandal after scandal. I can't tell you how many heads of the... Uh, United Nations have had to quit because they, they couldn't deal with it. It's everything from money to money handling to um, bribery, everything. And I won't even talk. 
countries like North Korea, Venezuela, Russia, China, Iran, and Cuba, they all have says in the United Nations. I said that before. I did say that. But I'm going to say it again because it's kind of like, you're going to let these countries control us? And meanwhile, those countries, they don't give a shit about it. Excuse me. They don't care about us. For You think France cares about us? You think Germany cares about us? They would love to get their hands in, into our country, how we run our country. They would love to get our, their hands into our economies. And every time, every time, the second the United States sits there and says, hey, guys, guys, this, this garbage here in, in, uh, between the Palestinians and Israel has to stop, the vote is always against the United States. It's always against the Israelis. It's always for the Iranians. It's always for the Pakistanis. I don't even know why Pakistan is considered a, an ally anymore. They can't stand the United States. And we want the UN and other countries like that determining how our border is run. What a terrible idea from an absolutely terrible human being. I she I I wish she should she would just stay a couple of extra hours in bed with her married boyfriend and miss some of these conferences that she comes to and then makes these just outlandish statements. I mean, we're talking this this is a gal who is an anti-semite, an anti an anti-US government pro-abortion, which is really weird because I know for a fact Muslims are anti-abortion. So right off the bat, I'm not even sure how Muslim she is. She's obviously a radical Muslim. She supports terrorists. She hates white men unless that white man happens to be her married boyfriend. Terrible human being. Should be kicked out of Congress. Should be kicked out of... And I don't... I say that, I say that very loosely. I say that very cautiously because I do not believe that just because you don't agree with someone, they should be kicked out. But this gal has shown moral and intellectual decision-making that is extremely questionable. So, I don't know how why anyone actually gives this gal any airplay whatsoever. Last news story of the day, and then we're going to go to a review of the Impossible Burger from Burger King, which I think is going to be the best part of this podcast, is the report was released about Comey's indiscretions, and there seems to be some mixed reactions to it. Now, I'm not going to talk a lot about the report because I didn't read it. I only read, I only heard, I didn't even read the excerpts. I, I tried to start it, but it was just 79 pages. And I said, okay, you know what? I'll listen to what everyone else has to say. And it makes sense. Um, there seems to be a lot of conservatives are really ticked off that uh, Comey is not being prosecuted for anything. Um, I don't know why, because... The DOJ said about two weeks ago they weren't going to charge Comey with anything. And from what I read, what I heard about the report and what I read, the report basically says he didn't really break any laws. He just broke a lot of FBI policy. Uh, he broke his contract, uh, his FBI agreement. And he also basically had some ethics violations. Now, and what would have, should have happened to him is exactly what did happen to him. He got fired. Um, okay, 
I'm good with it. He got fired. That's it. Blah, blah, blah. And people are really upset. Well, you know, let's find a, a crime. And no. And I think Dan Bongino, Dan Bongino's podcast is really good with this. Dan Bongino stated, but why are you going to take Comey to court, try and prosecute him on a loser, and then lose again? And then he sits back and says, I'm innocent, I'm innocent, I'm innocent. I mean, when this report was released, he was exclaiming his innocence and he was demanding an apology. Well, here's a newsflash. That that report did not exactly sit there and make Comey out to be a hero or a whistleblower. He violated ethics, contractual, and policy by releasing his... by. Uh, basically releasing reports or leaking reports. This was not a good guy. He really screwed up here. And he would have been fired. He would have been fired if they had actually made done this investigation earlier. And the only thing we can, as conservatives, can determine, can be happy about is, oh my God, this guy really screwed up. He doesn't have any ethics. He is not a moral guy. He is a bad guy. And, you know, Higher Loyalty, which was the name of his book, it seems like a contradiction now. And I think that's going to hurt Comey more than being put in handcuffs and serving 12 days in jail. Now, does this mean we shouldn't be frustrated? Well, you can be frustrated. That's fine. My personal opinion is Trump should sit there, or not Trump, but they should find the truth Find out who's going to be uh, charged with something. And I think people are going to get charged. Just like Flynn got charged. Just like the uh, uh, Greek guy got charged. There's gonna be, there are going to be charges. And I think Trump's has said, okay, you know what? It's more important we get the truth than the charges. If they tell the truth, I'm going to give them immunity. I personally think the truth is going to be more important. And if these guys face jail, even a short time of jail... They'll tell the truth. But the truth is going to come out. And the truth is more important than convictions. I really honestly believe that. I think people should not... I think people should look at this report, especially conservatives. They should look at this report and say, this is a good report. This report just made Comey look like a real ass. This is awesome. They should be thrilled with it. And then when that jerk goes off on Twitter and starts saying how he deserves an apology and... He sits in front of a freaking oak tree and, and, you know, looking at the sky and pondering words, uh, pondering Emerson Thoreau garbage. You can sit there and say, oh, wow, that's that's awesome. Uh, is that your drop place for your uh, leaker? I think that's going to hurt Comey worse than anything. Here's the thing. Comey's a sociopath. He has no feelings. He doesn't care. He's only about him. It's all about him. Okay, maybe sociopath is a little strong of a word. I stole that from Bongino. I'm not necessarily true. I'm not necessarily sure I buy sociopath, but he's a bad guy. And we still have another report that's due soon. So I wouldn't lose sleep on the fact that this guy actually got off. I don't think it was a strong case. It doesn't look like looking at the report. It doesn't look like he they there really was anything there 
that he would have been convicted on. A lot of the classified stuff, and we're not talking as classified. There, there was some secret, but a lot of it was classified as confidential, which is not really something that big of a deal. And understand something. I, I used to have a security clearance, so I know the difference between confidential, secret, um, top secret, and for your eyes only or for official use only. I, I, I know the difference between those. And he should too, because you're actually, so should Hillary. You, you're actually trained in that. When Hillary said, uh, I'm not going to go. Uh, yeah, I am. Screw it. When Comey sat there and said, well, Hillary was just really clumsy or really uh, negligent with this material. You, you know something? That's a crime. You're negligent with secret, confidential, or top secret material. And forget about... Um, need-to-know basis material, yeah, that's a crime. You go to jail for that. I know people that have gone to jail for being clumsy with classified laptops. Trust me, that is an issue. I, FYI, I used to work for a uh, defense contractor. I used to work in SCIFs, which are basically security-controlled environments uh, for classified data. You'll hear SCIF all the time when they talk about the Congress people going in to read classified data. And I know you can go to jail if you screw up. And it could be, you don't have to, it, these are not intent crimes. Screwing up with classified data does not mean you have to have intent to screw classified data. You just have to screw it up. So if I'm traveling with a classified laptop, and that laptop could have a classification of confidential, which is the lowest, or secret, which is pretty high. Okay, and you leave it in your car while you're going to have a hamburger because you're hungry because you've been traveling for eight hours. Done that, by the way. If that laptop's stolen, you go to prison. That's it. you go to jail, at least jail, but usually prison. And you go to prison for between thirty and thirty days to life, depending on what was on that laptop. And it has nothing to do with I didn't mean to leave the laptop. You did. That's it. End of story. It's not your intent. You do not have to be transferring classified data to a, to a Russian in order for you to get convicted. So this is garbage. Hillary Clinton should be in jail right now. And I mean literally right now. She should be in jail for at least uh, two to ten years. No kidding. Okay. Well, Comey, Comey didn't do that, though. Comey is extremely smart. I, I will give him that. He is smart. I mean, this guy, this guy actually, the guy he leaked information to, he paid to be his attorney so that you had attorney-client privilege. That's smart. That's really smart. Now, I'm not sure if he did it before or after he leaked the material, because if it was before he leaked the material, I got a feeling it's after, but if it was before he leaked the material, then I think that it gets kind of, the law gets kind of sketchy, but it's a no-win. Why would Barr, Bill Barr, go out there and, and sit there and take this guy to court and there's a good 70% chance he's going to lose? And then when Comey wins, he's going to walk out there and say, I, I demand an apology from everybody. And it's going to get that much harder to convict him on anything later on. So I personally think, let's keep researching. I do not need one person to go to jail here. This is something really weird from a conservative guy. Though I'm kind of libertarian. I'm not really conservative. I don't think one guy should go to jail here. I don't care if one guy ends up in jail here. 
What I do care about is the truth coming out. We need to keep digging, 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 digging. And it could take another two to ten years. We may not know about this, about the... Ex right now, honestly, and I've studied the Watergate scandal, this is a thousand times worse than the Watergate scandal. A thousand times worse. This is where the Department of Justice, uh, the FBI, the CIA, and the executive branch were colluding against a duly elected pres uh, president of the United States. This is bad. And I think it's more important we know the truth. We know where Obama, what Obama was doing. We know what Clinton was doing. Honestly, read Dan Bongino's two books. It's already outlined. His first book was proven completely true, even though he called stuff way before. Way before. It was proven or reports were writing, written, or even investigations were done. It was already, he's he was right. I haven't read Exonerated yet, which is his new book. I'm going to read that book. But I got a feeling, and I listen to his podcast daily. I got a feeling it's going to be right on. Do not give up. Just listen. And do not expect the worst to happen to these people. It's not going to. Nobody's going to jail here. And if they do, they're going to go to jail for 14 days. Okay? And they're not going to jail for a long time. And don't look for the worst for them. That's what... Like Flynn... They broke Flynn. Papadopoulos had to serve 14 days in jail. None of that's going to happen, or probably not going to happen, and don't wish it upon them. Just hope for the truth, and when the truth comes up, history is going to define what happened. Just as history has defined what happened with Nixon and Watergate, just like history has defined what happened with Kennedy, with LBJ, history will take care of everything. And believe it or not, McCabe, Comey, Rosenstein, uh, uh, Strzok, these guys care more about what history is going to say about them than they, they care about serving seven days in jail. So hang in there. It's okay. Last story of the day, and I know I ran, this is a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. I, I really thought this was going to be about 20 minutes. I want to, and this is lightweight, this is fun. I went to Burger King, and I said to myself, I, I, I went to Burger King because I wanted a Whopper. A Whopper with cheese. Okay? So I go to Burger King, this is awesome, and I see the Impossible Burger, which is a non-animal-based burger. It's a vegan hamburger. The bun, everything. So I said, you know something? I'm gonna try this. I'm a pig. I'm gonna eat a Whopper. First, I'm gonna I'm gonna order an Impossible Burger with cheese, and I'm going to order a Whopper with cheese. So I go order the Whopper with cheese. I order the Impossible Burger with cheese, and they tell me, well, you know, it's not vegan if you put cheese on it. Okay, I said, screw it. Yeah, give it to me. I have no problem. Give it to me. Give it to me exactly the way it's meant to be served. And a Whopper with cheese. I ate the Impossible Burger, the whole bloody thing. Then I ate about half of the Whopper because I, I just couldn't get through it. It was. It, if you guys have been to Burger King, Burger King is A, it's extremely expensive, and B, it's very filling. I usually order a, a Whopper with cheese and that's it. I don't order fries. I might order a Coke. 
that Impossible Burger was pretty freaking good. Now, <laughs> it, it, let's let's go into it because here's the thing: with a burger, you can't look at a burger. You need to you need to put kind of like rings on a burger. It's the outside of the burger where the burger sticks outside the bun, and you're actually getting a taste of the actual patty. And then as you get closer into the middle, you get the condiments, you get the vegetables, and you get and you get everything that they add to it. Now, I had to break that with this burger, I had to break that down into three rings. First off, it was the bun and the patty. Then it was the vegetables in the patty. Vegetables, bun, and patty. And then finally, you had the condiments, vegetables, patty, and bun. All right? They all had different tastes. So when I first took a, a, a bite of the bun with the patty, I checked for a couple things. One, consistency. Did this actually roll in my mouth like a, a meat patty would, a, an actual cow-based patty would. It did. It actually did. It it actually had the consistency of a meat patty. Here's the thing. If you've ever had vegetarian patties before, they have two different consistencies. One, they taste like nuts. Okay, so you actually are tasting the nuts. They're very hard. They're crunchy. Almost crunchy. Almost crunchy. And they, when they hit your palate, they break apart, which is not what um, meat does. Meat just hangs in there. The bun was good. The uh, bun was fine. Um, the only thing I tasted when I was eating this thing, I did taste, there was an aftertaste. Uh, there was an aftertaste, a kind of a nutty aftertaste, not an unpleasant aftertaste, just a little bit of an aftertaste. That aftertaste, as when I got further in, when I had the vegetables, which is the onion, the tomato, and the lettuce added with the bun and the meat, that aftertaste kind of went away. Again, that was not an unpleasant aftertaste, but it was. it's kind of like a wine. Oh, it's got a nutty... Yeah, it's the same thing. When I got to the middle of the burger and I had all the condiments and everything in, it tasted like a Whopper with cheese. It tastes like a Whopper. Tastes exactly like a Whopper. So, thumbs up to the Burger King burger, uh, Impossible Burger. Go in and try it. The problem with Burger King, it's extremely, it's extremely expensive. I bought two burgers. I paid seventeen dollars. Two burgers. I blame fifteen dollars an hour more than uh, research and development on that. Fifteen dollars an hour for paying for their employees more than I blame. And I probably will never have another one. Only because I can't afford it. But it was a good burger. And I would suggest, hey, you're going to go down. And you, you you can only eat one burger. You're not a pig like I am. You can only eat one burger. Go for the Impossible, bur impossible Burger and tell them you want cheese on it. Because you may not be a vegan. Or you may not be one of these really crazy folk. You may say, hey, I want to actually have a cheeseburger. Without the meat patty. No problem. Now... Here's something I want to I, I want to bring up, and man, I can't believe I'm over 40 minutes already. But here's something I want to bring up. It's that whole vegan thing. I am not one of these guys who thinks that I I I I will not give up meat for his life. I love steak. There's uh, so many different reasons I love steak. 
It tastes so good. If you can make a steak that tastes like that, that doesn't, it has nothing to do with a cow, guess what? I'm good. I'm in. I will go away from, from regular meat. I'm good to go. If you can make it that is cheaper than beef, awesome. So that's one. The reason I like meat is because meat tastes good. And all the substitutes, all the soy substitutes to this point, I've not found anything that works. This was the first time I found a burger that actually, you know what, this worked. It tastes good. The consistency is great. And I can deal with the aftertaste because the aftertaste was not unpleasant. So I, I am good. The second thing that makes it very important before I go to a no beef diet, where I'll sit there and say, no, the cow first, then we can go into that weird stuff, is the nutritional purposes. There are a set number of amino acids in protein that comes from beef. Beef covers all of the amino acids, all of them. I think there are 16 of them, which is really healthy. Which is why a lot of people who go on a high-protein diet, they eat fish, beef, and chicken, poultry. Because it actually covers all of the amino acids. If you can create a beef that has, simulates, or creates all those... Not simulates, they better have the amino acids. If you can create a beef dish that has all the amino acids, guess what? I'm good. I'm in. And it tastes good, and it has the same consistency... I'm in. I am not one of these guys who is who likes killing cows. I've I used to hunt. I used to fish. I cleaning fish, cleaning deer, cleaning rabbit, cleaning quail. I I've actually killed a chicken I to eat. I have seen lamb being cleaned. This is not a pleasant thing, and I have no problem. I mean, I have, I have no problem eating that stuff because I have seen it, and I, I, I've never been turned off by it. But if you can create a substitute, I'm good. I'm all in. I will actually follow along, and I will go buy my soy. But you also better make it that not only is the consistency, the taste, just as good as the real thing. It better be cheaper. Because if I'm going to walk into a store and buy a $30 steak when I can buy the beef steak for $10, yeah, guess what I'm buying? So, good for you, Burger King. You scored a huge victory. It was a fantastic burger. I I, I don't know if it was fantastic, but you know what? It was good enough that I'll eat it again. So, uh, I'm glad you listened. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Fool. R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can visit my blog at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. No spaces. You can download or listen to this podcast at, uh, on, um, I'm sorry, on iTunes, Podbean, Podcast Addict, and YouTube. Please subscribe. Uh, leave a comment and rate. I'd really appreciate it. I would love to uh, hear any comments you have to say. Have any comments you have? I will trust me. I will respond back to you. Have a great Labor Day weekend. And this is Gene. You've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.